This is Right From The Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? Right. As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you, encouraging you and equipping you to find your truest story in the deep places. Get our show notes and more, including a free audio download on how to safeguard your writer's heart at writefromthedeep.com. Hey guys, here's what's happening at Right From The Deep. A big thank you to our patrons on Patreon. We appreciate you guys. Patreon is a platform that helps us. It enables creatives to get paid because it does cost time and money to put these podcasts together. So our patrons on Patreon do help make this podcast possible. You can find out more information at patreon.com slash right from the deep. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And thank you to our November sponsor of the month, Stacy McLean. Thank you, Stacy. Hey, Stacy, <laughs> we're praying for you on your writing journey. We are. And another thanks for our sponsorship from the Novel Marketing Podcast with host Thomas Umstead Jr., the longest running book marketing podcast in the world. And we know and trust, and we do love Thomas. <laughs> and his podcast has got lots of great information and advice, like Novel Marketing's Ten Commandments of book marketing, which we've been bringing to you. So this week, we're talking about commandment number three, thou shalt persist in thy craft. Okay, let's face it. We all learn to write in grade school, and we can make sentences, paragraphs, and sometimes even use punctuation properly. Not often, but sometimes. (laughs) But writing well, communicating well on the written page, knowing how to create a good structure for a book, well, that's another story altogether. To say that anyone who can make sentences on a page can write a great book is like saying anyone who can talk can win an Academy Award for acting. Right. Well, most writers don't actually know what they don't know. So to help you learn that, we encourage you to read books on craft, get help from professionals and, you know, listen to them and read and study great books in your genre. Writing is a skill that deserves your best effort. So for more book promotion and platform help, listen to Novel Marketing in your favorite podcast app or at novelmarketing.com. The wonder to share for today is that I'm the one in our family who usually travels. Don usually stays at home and takes care of everything. And he tells me every time I go how much the dogs miss me and how they wait at the door for me and they roam the house looking for me, which made me feel pretty special. Well, this time (laughs) Don had to go to Illinois. His mom went into the hospital and ended up having a pacemaker put in. If you think of it, pray for her, D-ball. But he's been gone for almost 10 days And I'm telling you, the dogs wander the house looking for him. My Kirby, the older Corgi, will go and lie at night with his nose at the door waiting for Don to come home. And here's the thing. Don loves to say that every time he goes out into the world and meets people and talks with them, they're all like, hey, how's Karen? And so (laughs) it's like I'm the golden child in our relationship. But this has shown me that Don is just as important to who we are as a family and as a pack. And it has shown me that God has knit Don into the heart and love of these animals. And in the same way, he knits us together as his believers and as his children to love each other and miss each other. If one is taken away, we're not complete. 
anymore. If one is absent, then there's a gap. And if it's a permanent absence, we have to learn how to live with and function with that gap and trust in God to show us that. But every single one of us has a reason for being where we are and doing the things that we do. And we matter to those around us, even if it's just to our four-legged friends. So thank God for that. Thank God that we are knit together and we matter to each other. Yes. And now, here's Here's the show. Welcome, listeners. We're excited to have you back, and hopefully you've heard part one of our recording with uh, Brandilyn Collins. Man, we've been having a great conversation, and today we're bringing you part two, the rest of our conversation, and we were just so blessed by Brandilyn, and I know you will be too. And here we go. When Christ offers salvation, the gift of salvation, right. just because he offers it doesn't mean everyone is saved, right? You have to accept it. In the same way, once we are saved, he holds out his gifts of authority and his gifts, many, many gifts to us, the gift of peace, many, many gifts to us, right. the gift of walking in no fear, but we must accept those things. We must walk in them. So when we think about that, as a believer, I, I tell people, I don't have some great conversion story. I, I came out of the womb saved because my mom and dad were so steeped in faith and steeped in the Lord. And yes, there came a point when I embraced faith for myself and it became mine instead of my parents' faith. So I've, I've heard these kinds of terms that you're talking about and these kinds of things, and I'm sure many of our listeners have heard them as well, most of their lives and or through most of their walk with Christ. And yet we just kind of blip over those things. And for me, the miracle of all of this is that it's moved me to go deeper into understanding what all this means, understanding who I really am as a child of God, who I really am as a co-heir with Christ, who I really am in what I do every day, whether it's writing or whether it's working in my garden and praying, whatever it is, the I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid of demons. I don't have to be afraid of what's happening in the world because God is in control. Almighty God has it all in his hands, and I don't have to freak out. Even my my mother-in-law just went into the hospital um, earlier this week and just early this morning had a pacemaker put in. And, you know, my husband flew out to Illinois to be with her and with his siblings because they weren't sure what was happening. But unlike other times when I prayed for people, I'm learning because of you and your ministry, Brandlin, I'm learning to go to the Lord and to say, in your power, Jesus, you already have dominion over all of this and over her body, your will be done. The most powerful prayer for me is to seek God's will for whoever is involved in this and to seek God's will in whatever I do, in my writing, in my standing, (laughs) whatever, and to not walk bowed down, but to walk in the sure knowledge, my father's got this. It's, It's just an amazing thing to me. Isn't it? It is the most freeing thing. Right. Because the biggest tool, one of the biggest weapons that Satan uses against us is fear. Yes. And no fear is of God. No fear is ever 
you know, our, we we if we if we start walking in fear, we can know that that is not of God, and that's a, that's a good check for us. Because again, if we sit in the authority of the heavenly places, right next to Jesus, what in the world, in any world, in any spirit level world, would we have to fear? If we understand we are coming from that place and we have authority, and so yes, it what this helps me every day to renounce fear and to walk with God, listening to His Spirit, and I am also learning. Boy, is this a, a big lesson to me! Our words have great, great power, and this mm-hmm. is why the Bible says that this, there's. The, the power of death and life, life and yes, death is in the yes. tongue. Yeah. All right. What we speak, what we speak is what we are aligning ourselves with. You understand? So if we start speaking in fear and, and allowing ourselves to walk in fear, we are not aligning ourselves with God's spirit. Right. And we, so I am learning to be very careful in what I speak. And this does not mean that some emotion of fear or trepidation or something might enter my head. But, you know, that's why Paul says, take every thought captive. Immediately when the emotion comes into my head, I can see it for what it is. I can take the emotion before the Lord, but I never, ever turn the emotion into fact. Right. And I can say, Lord, I, I, you know, this scares me, but I understand I should not be scared in you. And I will speak aloud and I will say, oh, God, I will not give in to fear. I do stand on my authority that you have told me in Ephesians and Colossians. And I speak against any entity which would cause fear in my life. And I stand in the authority you have given me. And I stand in your peace. And I totally trust you. Oh, God, I totally trust you. Hmm. And that, those words spoken aloud out of my mouth gets me back on that path, straight and narrow. It's not denying emotions that might hit me right. at any time. It is simply right. teaching me to walk in victory above any emotion that hits me in time. Aren't you glad that the truth of God is not dependent on our ephemeral emotions? <laughs> right. Amen. Amen. Right. So, Brandilyn, you you just gave us a really great sample prayer for, you know, dealing with fear. And I, I love that. I'm a practical person here. And I'm thinking, like, for that writer who's going to sit down and, and start writing, but before they write, they want to, they want to, seek God's spirit and and be in touch and in tune with their place in the heavenly realm. What kind of what kind of sample prayer? I'm not meaning that this needs to be some routine or something, but what what kind of prayer would would you do if you were right about to start, you know, your novel? Yes, okay. I would um say something like this and actually this goes with any task that the Lord gives us, right? It certainly covers writing and it covers any other task that you might be given, whether it's to speak to someone about God or, you know, any of any, any, any task before you. So, and it's what I do when I sit down to pray each day. So I say, Lord God, good morning. Here I am. Thank you for being with me for another day. And I am now coming before you in the calling that you have given me. 
And Lord, I, I ask, align me right now with your spirit. Open my ears to your spirit and yours alone. And I don't want to be led by my desires or any other spirit's whisperings to me. I want to align only with your spirit. Teach me, lead me, guide my words, guide my... I thank you for this task. I, I know that you have called me to it. I know that you are giving me every bit of power that I need to complete the task, for you would never call me to this without giving me the power and the victory over it to complete it according to your will. And so I line, I line myself with your will. And hey, God, let's go for the day. That's what I do. I love that. I love that, too. You know, (laughs) the next thing I was going to ask you was, you know, if you had any tips on how we can be better listeners to God, and you answered that in part just now, because that prayer was about listening, was about asking God to help us hear God's Spirit. Do you have any other thoughts or tips for us? Because I know a lot of writers are always like, you know, trying to find God's will and they struggle um, to hear God. So do you have thoughts uh, on how to do that better? Before you do that, let me just just tell you something that happens to me when— when I pray the kind of thing that Brendan's praying, or when I hear her pray this, I get chills right <laughs> that that travel from my head all the way down to my toes. It's like my body suddenly wakes up to God's power and and there is nothing like that sensation. There is nothing like it. I, I don't even have to say, "Lord, is this from you?" because it's so clear that it is and and I just I love that about God. I love that when we open ourselves to him, he comes in and he does his part. He does his thing and he uses us for his purposes. So, okay, your tips. Yes, absolutely. That's getting in the glory, Karen. <laughs> releasing some of his glory on you and you feel his spirit. I, oh, I man. totally know what you're talking about. One one thing I do when I pray, and I pray a lot with for other people um, and with some, and I ask God, well, let me just say this. When I first start to pray, my first words are, Lord, how do you want me to pray for so right. and so? Mm. So I'm immediately aligning myself to, and then I stop and I listen. And he begins to tell me how to pray. He will speak to me. Um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's an odd thing. They may come to me and say, I need you to pray for X, Y, Z in my life. And he, he says, pray for, you know, ABC. I mean, it's something totally different. Right, I wouldn't right. know what's going on in their lives. And, and, and he will tell me something totally different because I'm aligning myself with his spirit. I, I will say, and I'm, I'm, I'm learning this, that it, it is a lifelong process to hear God's voice and become very attuned to his voice. And this is something that I have really embarked on in the last year, and I pray every day, Lord, you know I want to hear your spirit. You know I want to hear your voice even more, even better, you know, even um, on a higher level than I currently am. So teach me to hear your voice in all the different ways you may speak to me. And oh boy, that's a prayer God loves to answer. So he knows what we need. You know, when we start out trying to listen to voice and it's hard for us to discern, he may speak to us a little louder. You know, he may have to 
hit us over the head with it. So we go, oh, okay, I know that's you, God. <laughs> and then as we attune to his spirit every day and say, Lord, you know, help me to understand, even hear your whispers. I'm learning now to hear the different ways he speaks speaks to me. And, you know, it's not, it's not uncommon. It's very common. Um, you hear it as those who are mothers who learn the different cries of their baby. Right. Or even in a, uh, in a nursery with uh, 20 babies and they hear a cry and know it's their child. This is attuning to a voice because you are, you are listening and you are exper- going, you know, experientially every day, growing in the knowledge of that voice and, and the, what the different things that voice and the tone of that voice may mean at any given time. And so, I'm constantly aligning myself with God's spirit in this way, saying, God, lead my prayers. And then I sit and listen. And when, I, when I'm actually praying with other people, I will warn them. I will say, you know, I'm, if I sit and I'm quiet, I'm listening. Don't feel, feel, feel you have to fill that void with quiet, with, with words or anything. I'm, I'm listening. God will speak to me. It may just take some time. So they're understanding that, that part of praying is, is sitting and listening to what. God has to tell us, right? Right. So right. It, it does, it is a process. It's not something any of us is going to learn right away. But if we sincerely seek his voice and say, I want to be attuned to your voice and your only, yours only, and ask him to do that every day, and then use that tool in our prayers every day, asking him to lead our prayers, he will do that. And will we mess up sometimes? Yeah, sure. But we go to him with that and we say, oops, Lord, I messed up, but you know my spirit. You know what I want. I want to be closer to you, Jesus. And he will help us in that. And, you know, God, this is what Jesus said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. So seek first his voice to be closer to Jesus, to be closer to God's spirit. Seek that first. And all the other things of completing your task of finishing your book or whatever your writing is, or doing whatever other task you have to do, or having peace in your life, or whatever it is, those things will be added unto you. Mm. Yes. Amazing. Brandilyn, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing the things that God is doing in you. And thank you for helping us to better understand Again, what we as believers leave on the table, and we need to take those things and embrace them and and utilize them for his purposes and for his glory um, in our writing, in our lives, all of that. Uh, do you have any final words of wisdom that you want to share? I would just like to pray over the listeners. May I do that? Yes. You may indeed. Okay. Oh, dear Jesus, leave my prayers right now for the listeners. For God, you know who is out there and what they need to hear. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Lord, I see, uh, actually, I see tears out there right now. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) I feel their tears. Thank you, Lord. Uh, for giving me the empathy. I feel the tears of those who are saying, oh God, I haven't been doing this, or Lord, I don't know how to do this. Jesus, you are such a compassionate, loving Savior. And I know that you love to wipe away such tears and say, let me lead you. 
I know that you will guide them. I know that you will open the listeners' hearts to your spirit, and you will teach them their authority in you. You will teach them how to walk and speak in your authority, how to align their words only with words that are in line with your will, O God. Open their hearts to you, and then pour out your spirit and your glory upon them, Lord. I thank you that they have come to hear this podcast today, O God. We love you, Jesus. In all your majesty and glory, we glorify you and bless your holy name, O God Almighty, King above all kings, all power and glory, we do your name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today. You can find previous episodes and more resources at rightfromthedeep.com. And I bet you know someone who needs this podcast, so please share it with them. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Mm-hmm.